This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 468, recorded on November 12th, 2020. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a wintry mic. I think we were talking last week how the weather was shifting. Not so shifting this week, right? I think it's going to, I think winter has arrived. A little bit, yeah. I think we're, we might have a little bit of a spiking on Saturday, but you're right. It's been getting down in the 30s and finally getting a little bit colder. Hunting, good for hunting, bad for hunting. Your your hunting season's coming up. Yeah, hunting season is. And so it's you want it to get cold. So it's not good. This warm weather, because down at least, even just an hour and a half south of here, there's supposed to be 65 degrees on Saturday. So uh, the cold snap coming late means the deer move late. So we'll see how it, we'll see. You know, it's, it's that, that stuff always is just kind of hit or miss anyway. But you do want it cold for hunting, which is good. All right. Well, uh, it's not chilly down here in the basement. Because <laughs> I'm running some things, and so it's been nice and toasty down here. So much so, we've been put a fan at the bottom of the stairwell to try and push some of the heat. Like, okay, get go go. Heat rises, right? So yeah. it should just go up there. It's not. It's not. Just so all down there with you, huh? Nice and toasty down here. Yeah. Of course, we'll post the show with some show notes tonight. Out the average guy. TV. Big thanks to Aaron Lawrence who joined us last week. Mike, always a treat to have Aaron on. She's she's, she's great. So great. Yeah, so much fun. She reviews the cool stuff too. She does. She's really in a groove. I, I mentioned this last week, but she's in a groove where she's got a lot of great stuff, a lot of great gadgets. That's kind of like her her review and home gadget geeks. I mean, they're this just kind of lockstep. If you're not following her on YouTube, you should be because she's just doing everything we're talking about. So if you haven't done that yet, techgadgetscanada.com and you can get uh, you can get all those get updated on those YouTube videos as well. Also a big thanks for Hover and Hover for kind of supporting us over here at theaverageguy.tv. If you go to theaverageguy.tv slash Hover and buy your first domain, get $2 off your domain. We make two bucks as well. So pretty great way to, and it doesn't take many domains for that to cover my annual cost <laughs> for the year. So if you're going to buy a new domain anyways, or you're looking for something better than everybody else, head out and uh, start a new account at Hover. Theaverageguy.tv slash Hover. Make sure you use that. And uh, you'll see you'll get $2 off your first domain. Just the first and just one, but we, we appreciate it over there. While you're thinking of it, if you need a new site, uh, and why don't you, head out to Maple Grove Partners, just maplegrovepartners.com. And, of course, Christian will set you up out there. Plans start as little as $10 a month, and you get some of the best hosting that's known to man. So two great tastes that go great together, theaverageguy.tv slash hover. Why I haven't made one that's theaverageguy.tv slash Partners? Probably because that's a super long one. MapleGrowthPartners.com will get you there as well. Uh, big thanks uh, this week. Also, uh, uh, we're doing we're we're doing week three of uh, of the of the beers uh, that Joe sent over. And Joe, thanks for doing that. Joe's not feeling well. I think Joe got the COVID. Oh, so no. uh, Joe helped me out a bunch too. By the way, help me out on the the barbecue meetup, Mike. So. Yeah, you were out, but Joe and I got together, streamed the barbecues live. I didn't get a lot of folks. We'll try it again in the spring and see if we can pick up a few more folks to get it done. But there's a video out there on the on the live channel of our grills smoking away. And dude, the chicken was we, we I did a whole chicken. Did you like an all day cook? I kind of did because I ran out yeah. of gas. Did you? <laughs> so I went out there. I started at nine, right? And and uh, so we did a meet up at eight, Joe and I, and I dry rubbed the chicken. And he had a he had a pork butt, so he had gotten that ready and already on because he knew it was going to be a long day, right? So then at nine we put it on, and I went to do the Ask the Podcast Coach till eleven. And when I came back out after Ask the Podcast Coach, it was cold. I was like, oh, ran out of gas. So I had to run out of Menards and I got two, two new gas, you know, barrels, whatever mm -hmm. we call those things, gas cans. That's not what we call What do we call those things? Propane, Propane tank. tanks. Thank you. <laughs> a little retarded there. So, um, and uh, so I picked up some new, fired it back up and uh, got the temperature back up and it went till maybe two or three. And I thought, I thought it'd be a problem going cold and then coming back and then it being on a fire for six or seven hours. Wrapped that thing like Mark tells me, wrapped it in. 
tin foil, put it towels around it, put in a cooler, let it sit until Sarah was ready to grab it. I think she grabbed it at five. She said it was still hot in the center when she grabbed it. We made chicken salad out of it and it was delicious. That's good because, you know, the one time if it gets cold, that affects like the bark on stuff because that has happened to me. My smoker has run out of pellets and I in the middle of the night and the bark gets really weird on like a pork. But if it gets cold and it like hardens yeah. almost, you heat it back up. But I mean, it doesn't affect the taste too much, but uh, good to know it didn't. Yeah, it worked. It worked. And I didn't. Um, I and you probably caught it pretty early. It probably didn't get like super cold there. I think so. Yeah. I think so. It wasn't a bad day either. I mean, we were outside and sh- I was outside in shorts on Saturday still. Yep. Um, Mark talked me into that roaster, um, that, that, tur- the chicken roaster that, that's got the little beer cap and you fill yeah. up the, and so I, that, I used that this time, didn't cover it, didn't have a drip pan, just put it on there. Oh man, 225 to 230, 240, somewhere in there kind of was the temperature. I had the smoke tube going, uh, Joe's was billowing smoke. I mean, his was just billowing smoke. It was it was impressive. He was on the Weber, did a great job. So we had a good time on the 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 grill meetup. The I got together with Ed Jim Miller, who's a, a listener of both Cigar Authority and the show, and uh, we got together for the cigar meetup at three. So we'll do it all again. Thanks to the, to those guys for doing it. But big thanks to Joe. Also, he sent us uh, this week. We're looking at. Uh, day drinker, Mike. You you had some advanced tasting of this already. From yeah, a little understand. too much advanced tasting. How, how and, was uh, it? It, it? Delicious. That was my favorite one of the lot. Blonde yeah, ale. Yep. Belgian Hannah and I enjoyed, enjoyed those the other night, and they were really really good. Uh, probably, I should have done a little slower on the pour, but that's okay. Those it'll catch up. Yeah, blonde ale. So you know a lot like uh, what? Do you remember the tastes on that? Was it? I can't. It was, I just remember being really smooth. Like day drinker really fits the name because you could drink those all day. Whereas, like you know, some other beers like Holiday Cheer from Shiner, for example, not a beer you can drink all day. You can have like one or two of those. They're really like you know, kind of thick. This beer is just so smooth. Something a little bit lighter. You can probably drink it all day. Yeah, it looks good. Nice little little look there. Looks like color wise to me, it looks like a blue moon almost. A little bit. Yeah, and not not too sweet. No, no. Actually, even kind of little a little. It's not advertised that way, and it's and it's an ale, but it's a little more hoppy than at least mm-hmm. right out of the shoot. That was the flavors I got. I just spilled it on myself. That wasn't very good. <laughs> Jeez, having that kind of night. If you want to, if you want to send us your beers, send me an email, Jim at the Average Guy TV. Uh, Eric. Eric did that. Eric Janowski did that. He sent us, he actually sent us some, some, um, some hop cloud. Who I a, love hoppy beers too. So I'm excited. The IPA. I got three of these waiting for you, Mike, when they come Sweet. over. And uh, so Eric, thanks for sending those um, over as well. That'll be in two weeks or maybe three. Cause I think there's a holiday in there somewhere. I was down here. I was doing something else. What's Oh, um, I remember. <laughs> So I had, I had a Gallup shirt on and I was, um, these beers came in the mail. And so in a box and Eric had wrapped them in bubble, bubble wrap. So they would, they'd be protected. So I don't know why I could have just pushed the beers out through the bottom of the bubble wrap, you know, cause they're just, yeah. wrapped. So I was taking a knife and, 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 and right in, I went right <laughs> into the beer with the knife. I, I don't know what I was doing. And, so did you just start shotgunning right away? Just like put it up to your mouth and just start chugging? Yeah. So, of course, it sprayed all over the front of me. And uh, so I, I quick took it in a – threw it in the box, took the other beers out of the box, put it in the boxes, foaming everywhere, ran the box out to the uh, to the outside. And um, it, there it sits. I haven't, I haven't even – it's still sitting out of the back patio. So – Man down is what you say when you when you do that to a beer. Man down, and uh, unfortunately, the man is still out there on the deck. I need to go clean him up. So I have three. I'm going to keep two. Eric, thanks for sending those over. It was not his fault. Totally mine. I totally, um, I totally speared a can. But again, if you want to send us, if you want to send us a beer to taste or check, send that. Send me an email first. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Listen, it's not cheap to do that, and I, I just. Eric, Joe, I just appreciate you guys being willing to. I mean, it's it's probably more expensive in shipping than it is 
the cost of the beer, just to be 100% honest. But I appreciate you guys doing that. We have certainly enjoyed those and uh, and, and always appreciate it. I, we can't get these these uh, Arkansas beers up here. Mm. So delicious. I was really thirsty. Ooh, that's even better with the, as it sets for a few minutes. A little lemony. Mm. I kind of like that. We'll talk about it here at the end of the show. Mike, I uh, mentioned it uh, earlier. Uh, hunting. Yes. And I think you've either come up with some new hunting tech or or this is stuff you've used before, but talk a little bit about there's some tech going in this year. There is. And, you know, technology and hunting is kind of a, a weird topic. And uh, so here in Nebraska, the two seasons I like to hunt, a lot of guys are duck hunters around here, but uh, the two that I like to do are, are turkey and deer. And so I like to get out for those seasons. And so November for us is really the entire month is hunting because last weekend, right before, because rifle is only one week. Um, and so you get one a weekend to a weekend, which is actually this coming weekend in two days. So we're getting really pumped for it. So you go down and you set everything up and, you know, hunting is one of those things where, you know, you can spend your whole life setting up for this stuff, right? You need the perfect, you want the field to be set up just right. You want to grow some CRP. You want to set up food plots. You want to, you can just go crazy. And when you start talking about technology, a lot of people start to say, yeah, like hunting is like the pure outdoorsman. Don't bring tech into this. If you bring your phone into the field, it's really just for emergencies and snapping that picture with your buck in the end. Like, you know, you, don't, you can't be using it for too much more, but there is some technology that I think is doesn't affect the in the field experience because I'm when I go in the field, I mean, I'm I'm in front of a computer 24 seven for work. I'm inundated with screens. I love being outdoors. And so for me, it's it's more like even if I didn't see anything, I'm fine because I got to go sit in a tree for eight hours straight one day with no distractions. That to me is like bliss. And so the technologies I wanted to start using were ones. OK, how do I prep? for when I get out in the stand, how can I use technology to help? And, and both of these things I'm going to talk about aren't new by any means, but there's reasons to, if you, if you're a hunter and you haven't looked at either of these, there are a few reasons now in the past probably year to two years that you may want to start looking at them again. So the first one is cellular trail cameras. So Every hunter has used a game camera, right? You take a game camera, they're outdoor, they're rugged. You put an SD card in it, you load it up with batteries and you go strap it to a tree around where you're hunting to then you go out and you monitor, you know, is there movement of whatever you're hunting, deer, turkey, whatever. And, you know, the thing about deer cameras though, traditionally is, well, you got to go hike back out into your field wherever you're hunting. And some of the, you know, your hunting spot could be miles away from the road, right? You Sometimes these guys hike in pretty far. You got to go in there. Number one, you're putting human scent back where you're hunting. You want to not disturb that as much as possible. But you also, uh, on the reverse side of that, you want to be checking your game cameras right up to hunting time to know, hey, when are the best times today to start, you know, when are the deer coming by my stand? So there, there's kind of like that balance of like, shoot, well, I want to check my camera, but that means I need to go out there, pull the SD card, look at it, and then come back. So cellular cameras have been around for a little bit, but there's a few reasons why I think this year might be the year if you haven't thought about them. And number one is price. So actually, Jim, if you want to pull up um, SpyPoint, S-P-Y-P-O-I-N-T, there is you know, the price on these cameras has really come down. Now, of course, like with anything, you can go crazy and you can spend a lot of money on a cellular camera. But if this is something you just want to try out and get into, uh, the brand that my brother-in-law, my brother and I got into this year is Spy Point Cameras. So their cheapest one, it's called the Link Micro. It's actually right there. That's the cell link. So that's actually... This is a, an adapter you can plug into any of your existing cameras. So let's say you've already got a bunch of cameras that are really high quality, maybe $400 cameras, but they're not cellular. You can actually get this device and it makes those old cameras cellular. doesn't even have to be a spy point brand, which is pretty cool. Um, but their Link Micro is a $150 camera. And actually I wait because every single year, and I did this this year too, Dick Sporting Goods has put this on sale for a hundred and Cabela's price matches because dicks will sell out they won't have any and not many people know that cabela's price matches so i go to cabela's i show them the ad and i'll get this thing for 100 bucks and for 100 bucks you have never been able to get a cell camera of this quality which i think this is like i'd call this medium quality right it's not fantastic it doesn't do video 
but the pictures are clear enough and good enough for exactly what I need. I am not trying to make, I'm not a videographer. Like if you're a YouTuber that makes YouTube videos about hunting and you want the, you want the video footage and stuff like that, probably not for you. Right. But all I want to know is I want a clear picture. I want to be able to count the bucks rack. How many points is it? So I need a nice clear picture. I need good nighttime performance because most deer come at night. Um, I need good range on the motion detection. I need motion detection. That's not too sensitive. Um, not undersensitive and not oversensitive. And this camera has really fit the bill for us. And like I said, for a hundred to 150 bucks, you're, you've just never seen this before. And the connectivity is great because you get to pick either whether you want, they call it nationwide, which is AT&T in our area where we hunt AT&T is non-existent. So we go with the Verizon model. So they have a Verizon model too. So the other reason, you know, LTE coverage is getting really good now. Like most places have the LTE coverage. Now, of course, if you're hunting in, you know, the beautiful Colorado mountains or Montana or Idaho someplace, you might not have service. Um, but for the most part, LTE has gotten good enough in these rural areas that these cameras actually work really, really well. And uh, the, the thing I love about it is kind of like what I mentioned earlier, you know, our hunting ground is an hour and a half south of here. So it's at my wife's farm. That's a long drive. And, you know, my father-in-law is actually not too big of a hunter. So I'm not going to ask him, hey, can you go pull my SD cards and see if we got anything? Um, so it has been fantastic. So we we moved them all around this past weekend. We set them up. And all week, um, to save some battery life, we set ours to every four hours, upload whatever photos you took in the last four hours. So, I mean, you can set these things to as soon as it gets a picture to send it to you. But just like a cell phone, anytime it connects to the tower, that's using a lot of power. So if you want to save some battery power, you can you change the schedule a little bit. But every four hours, I get those notifications to my phone in Omaha. And it's been awesome. So me and my brother-in-law, because he has one too, we both have them down on the field in different spots. We're sending each other the pictures from our cameras of like, dude, okay, five point over here, eight point over here. And it really helps you start to plan out where you're going to hunt. Because down at our farm, we have six or seven different stands we can sit at, depending on where we think the deer are going to be. And so on opening day, which is Saturday, we've been really trying to figure out, okay, okay, maybe in the morning we hunt this spot because the deer have been right through here at this exact time. And, you know, maybe we'll hunt a different field for the nighttime hunt, for the evening sit. It's been really cool to kind of have that instant connectivity. And because even before, even if I was down at the farm, the week before opening day, you really don't want to be in the field at all. You want to not be disturbing that. But then that also means you didn't check your cameras and you have no idea where these deer are at. So these cellular cameras are really cool. The second piece that I really like, I think the reason that people are really starting to get into these is kind of the a little bit of, of it's not great, but it's a little bit of AI built into their web app. So like I said, all these photos are being uploaded and you're accessing them from an app on your phone. Well, the app is really cool. And I, I don't think my camera is not going to do a good job picking it up. So I won't even try and show you guys, but essentially all your photos come in. And if you guys have ever had game cameras, you know that sometimes like a blowing tree can be the death of you. If, if your camera can see a tree branch, it's going to trigger a lot. So sometimes there's, I found that between two and three thirty, I get like 30 to 40 just pictures of the field. So I get for some reason. But you can go in and this app allows you to filter by species. So you can actually say, hey, just show me all the buck pictures that just came in. Show me all the turkey. Show me. All, and it knows that the software in the background is smart enough. And like I said, for those of you who have used deer cams before, what do you traditionally do? You pull the SD card out, you put it in your uh, computer, and you're constantly just clicking through, clicking through. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did I see a deer? And you're, you're kind of like, you're just clicking really fast, trying to see if you can find it. Well, this just makes it super easy. I just click, hey, show me all my pictures with bucks in them. And there they are. And they're all there showing the pictures with Turkey in them. And it's almost like Google photos. It's like for, Sighthound. Yeah. It's like Sighthound for animals. It is. Yeah. Exa that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so it makes it super easy to kind of filter through. So the backend technology from them and the price really kind of tells me it's probably time for you guys to think about looking at cellular cameras if you haven't before. Some people utilize these things actually for security. Um, if you don't need a constant stream, let's say you, you live in a place that's rural remote and Jim, you want to run something like Sighthound, but you don't have, you know, Wi-Fi where that is. Uh, you could utilize one of these and they actually, you can get an attachment with a solar panel for it. It's a tiny little solar panel and, and SpyPoint actually makes their $200 model has a solar panel built into it right on the top. So that technically could run 24 seven. You would never have, you would never have to touch it to replace batteries. You would never obviously, I mean, you might have to go out and grab the SD card if you fill it up. Um, but you can also delete those from the app. 
so you could really just set that thing up almost as a security camera. So pretty cool. I've been uh, really liking the the cellular cameras. It really changed the game for us this year. And I know there's probably a lot of hunters out there like, dude, these things have been around for a long time. Yeah, but they haven't been this affordable and the LTE hasn't been this good. Um, so I've been been really happy with that uh, that addition to our hunting repertoire. Yeah, no, it, it feels like, you know, as you're describing that, I was just thinking, you know, I've got a, uh, you know, I've got a camera that uh, goes to Sighthound out the backyard. So a couple things that apply on this. I have a tree that blows in the backyard. <laughs> I have a thousand videos of my backyard that are just the trees waving and, and one squirrel, you know, one squirrel moving across. Yep. We had a, we had a deer go across this morning, the front yard. And of course, both the ring doorbell and the package cam, which is on Sighthound, um, uh, you know, saw that and started recording and let me know. But yeah, no, right on that. The a blowing tree, even in those situations, can be the death of you. Um, just or 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 you stop trusting your alerts, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Why am I even following this if I'm not if I'm not trusting the alerts?" You know, I so I I um I just downloaded their that their app, and they have a 3D. You know, they have a 3D map. Available. Oh, are you moving on to the next one that we're going to talk about? Oh, oh, I thought you were. I thought you were. Oh, sorry. Hold on. We'll, we'll go back. So <laughs> I, I thought that's what you were talking about. Not yet. No. Nope. Oh, good. Good. Well, it's all. It's all cute. So this is a separate one. Um, the other. Uh, the other bit then too about um, uh, the uh, the the pictures that it discovering kind of okay here's by by animal. That's mm-hmm. another. I mean. Again, that's another thing Sighthound has been doing, and uh, and I'm I've also noticed on the Ring side, you know, they I think there were six new options that came out on Ring the last couple of weeks, or at least that I saw, that allowed you to kind of have bigger targets for where you want to watch to only record if it's human. There's a there's a species cam right idea of thinking like okay, only turn on if it's a human. Um, Oh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, of course, they're partnering with the garage door opener. So in Amazon. So now you can, you know, they can come up, put the package in the garage, op- open the door because you got to, you have a control, you know, you have a, a garage door controlled that they've got the code to. They can open it, put the package in the garage, close it, and then Ring records the whole thing. So you have it all all recorded. So super cool. Talk a little bit about the app that goes with it. Yeah, so, so to pair up with that, again, this follows the theme of I, I wanted to use technology to prepare to hunt. Um, and this next one is an app for your phone, or I think they might actually sell their own hardware too. I haven't checked into it, but the app on the phone works great. And it's called Onyx. So it's Onyx. It's a hunting app. And there's a few reasons why you would use Onyx. And, and one is kind of for prep, and the other is for actually while you're hunting, uh, especially if you're hunting in an area where you don't know where you're at. But the my favorite feature of onyx and i've actually sometimes even used it more for this at home not hunting related than anything else is as soon as you pop it up the app is all about knowing the land around you that's really the best way i can describe it and a lot of it revolves around land ownership so when i pop up the app even in my neighborhood it tells me who owns the different houses all around me so on my house, it would say my name. Uh, you can go around different houses. Like, you know, it really just shows who owns the property anywhere you're at. And that's a big deal for hunters, especially because when you're hunting in a lot of different areas, you don't know if maybe you've crossed over a boundary and now you're hunting on land that you don't have permission to hunt. So down these farms, a lot of times there are a lot of fences, but those, you know, you're crossing fences that are on the same farmer's land. He's got, you know, cows in one part of his field, not in the other. So you've crossed that fence and that's okay. But all of a sudden you hop one more fence and you're now on the neighbor's property. Uh, so when you get on X, there's, there is a subscription model to it. And so, but see, there you go, Jim. So as you're scrolling in here, it's going to show the name on every single property and who owns it. Wow. Yeah. This, so this it's is Creepville right here. Holy it cow. is. It's a, it's a little bit like a super it's a much easier way than doing um, your county assessor, yeah. right? Because most people would go to the county assessor to figure out who owns stuff. I yeah. will tell you, it's great for that one neighbor who you can never remember their name. I have <laughs> literally been across the street and like, shoot, what's this neighbor's name? And I've opened up the app and I'm like, oh yeah, it's David. Okay, got it. And uh, and I remember his name. Okay, um, now I got to see what 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 it says for me on there. Yeah, and so so you know, property names is huge. 
The other reason property names are really big is because a lot of hunters, you know, especially down in, in rural Nebraska, but I think this is everywhere. Uh, you know, if you generally know people are nice, you can go knock on a door and, and ask, you know, if you can hunt their land. So knowing who owns it, you know, there's always that word of mouth of, oh, you know, the, the Smith, the Smiths are always super nice to hunters. You can go ask, well, now I'm scrolling around. I'm like, oh, hey, actually this parcel, because down where my wife's farm is, the parcels are all owned by very different people. And sometimes they're not the actual farmer that farms them. A lot of times it's a, it's a landowner who then leases out the land to be farmed. Um, so it's really hard to tell who owns the land, but this app makes it super easy. The app also allows you to see if you, I think, I don't know what part of this is subscription and what's not. I think I pay $30 for a year and you get access to one state and you get all the quote layers, they call it. So I pick mm -hmm. Nebraska and that shows me all the public hunting ground, any ground that's open for fishing. Um, and Nebraska has kind of different ways that they do public hunting. They have like state owned, they have private owned where it's, it's called like open field, open stream or open field, open water, something like that, where a private landowner has said that their land is available for hunting. And so you can turn all these little toggles on and off and, and kind of look around and, and it's been fantastic. And you then you obviously you add little waypoints. So I have our entire hunting ground marked with where our tree stands are. You can draw measurement lines, which is really nice for measuring your shot. So when I, I have all my deer stands plugged in, and then I have lines to different parts of the field that I would typically be looking at taking a shot. And, you know, I don't have a rangefinder. I probably should get one, but I don't have one. But now I know, hey, okay, I've looked at the app before. That's a 200-yard shot. That's a 300-yard shot. And I know what I'm going to have to be uh, shooting. So the measurement, the waypoints, all the different layers. And then what's really cool is you can actually save these to your phone. Just like Google Maps, you can save an offline version. So in the chance uh, that you don't have cell connectivity. If you go to a place where you don't have uh, connectivity for your cell phone, you can download offline and still have access to, to ever, all the information you had before. You still have it even when you're not connected, which is Are, sure are nice. the red ones off limits? Uh, depends. So let's like, see what you're looking at there. So this is Fontenelle Forest in here. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that red, these, or are they just boundaries? No, those, that, that's property lines. Okay. So all the red lines are property lines. And then the different layers you're going to have are going to show you. And here, I, I can actually. Uh, can I, oh, you can flip on layers. Uh, yeah. Which which what what do you want turned on? Um, there should be like open land, Nebraska public, o open fields here. Yeah. Probably need to pull out a little bit here. And... Yeah, if you and Omaha is not a good place because obviously no. it's so. No, let's go a little bit farther south. See if we can find. So this looks like. Yes, there's this? something there. Okay, riveting audio. We yeah. <laughs> we're, if you're listening to the audio, you want to come over the video to see the maps. But um, there are some options to go in there. It just kind of turns on. I think all the hunting specific, so you, you stay out of trouble, right? You can find yourself. Okay, I yes. know what this is, because I know for some people. Um, it's easy. You get out in the fields. It's easy to get lost. It's extremely easy. Yeah. This was actually, this app was how I found out. I was talking that I had misunderstood my, so Ham, my wife's uncle, who was one of the properties we hunt. I had misunderstood him about where his property line ran. And I had actually been all day turkey hunting in the timber of someone else's property. Luckily that person doesn't hunt. Uh, and I wasn't, but I, that's how I found out. I opened the app when I got back and I was like, oh, I had literally been, I hadn't crossed a fence or anything. Cause I had gone through a Creek and hadn't realized that I was already over in their property. It's, it's super easy. You never know unless you have a GPS on you, or if you grew up, you knew the land really well. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell. So a fantastic app for knowing all that sort of stuff. The pricing. It's only 30 bucks a year for, yeah. a, state, for a single state. Exactly. Not, all, not all at all. States, $15 a month. Yeah. So for the guys who travel around and hunt a lot, that's yeah. probably would be really useful because you're hunting in places you don't know at all. Um, it would be fantastic for doing that kind of hunting. Yeah. But even just for one state and even just the free version, like I said, it's, it's almost like a free county assessor uh, on a website. They're kind of nice. You can scroll on and see at least who owns what property. Yeah. No, it's it's really cool. I, I, I'm a big geography fan. Mm -hmm. I love looking at maps and stuff when people are talking about stuff and you know google maps are great but man this adds an extra layer totally to does that hey here's a here's a good example of that and let's see where am i um 
Well, let's let's just drill in and take a look. I think we're in the village. Oh, it's uh, Union. This is the the village of Union, and you can kind of get a feel for you know what's down there and the the property lines and who owns what and what you know. It's just it's super interesting. Yeah, I imagine they have railroad right of ways and all those other things. Yep. Yeah, you really start to see all of it. I love to kind of explore. It's so funny to see. You can kind of get an idea of how different parts of the state treat their agriculture um, and their, you know, resources such as like animals and stuff like that. Because like Western Nebraska has so much great public hunting. Iowa has fantastic public hunting. Eastern Nebraska, not so much at all. It's a, you're you're hard pressed to find good good solid large areas of public hunting uh, where you, when you don't get more than three people you're not going to be over hunting it uh, whereas Iowa and, and Western Nebraska have really good public hunting. Tony says um, they get people uh, on the time on Northwoods Law for hunting on private lands. They should use this app up there. So this is so funny, Tony. I just three days ago got addicted to Northwoods Law and Lone Star Law. I added them to YouTube TV. Um, those are both on Animal Planet, I think. I think that's where Northwoods Law is. Uh, but I know Lone Star Law is, and yeah, it's the game wardens going and enforcing all this stuff. And I've been like, it's. Jim, it's like one of your YouTube rabbit holes. I went down the rabbit hole of watching game warden videos and then busting like hunters for doing all the bad stuff. And and my wife's like, you are the only one who has to find this interesting. I'm like, maybe, nope. but there is a nope. show about it. So nope. no, definitely not. If it made it on TV. Yeah. It, there's other people. Exactly. People. So yeah, I mean, technology and hunting, it's its one of those that, you know, there's not a lot that I'm going to use. And there's so much you could talk about in terms of like scent control, the little blower machines they can put above you and all of that. But but really for me, it was planning. So yeah, cellular cameras and that Onyx app have been yeah, no, two really are, good additions this year. Those are actually the two best gadgets you've brought, the hunting gadgets you've brought yet in the yeah. times we've been talking about this. Those are those are big, big gadgets when you think about um, I watched some YouTubers that have the game cameras that have the SD cards and they got to go out every couple of days and check yeah. them and, you know, some of those kinds of things. And uh, it's kind of a pain, you know, it is. they're going to live out there. They want to see what kind of animals are coming through their property at night and such. And so um, I've often thought of putting some, we, you know, we get raccoons and deer and your garden variety, you know, animals, the deer and Bellevue are so tame because they, you know, nobody hunts them. In here. I was going to say they're all smart. They're like, hey, we're going to head up to Bellevue for the season. I know, I know. That's where they go to retire. That's they come up here to. This is like the Florida for deers. And yeah. For deer. Have you ever seen a buck or all doe? Mostly doe. Yeah, I was gonna say, bucks are probably too. Yeah. I don't want to be in that in no. the city environment as much. Oh. And the, they just walk through. They don't care. They're like, I mean, my backyard is just a big buffet for them. They just come in and crunch on everything. Now we've gotten a few dogs over the last couple of years and that slows them down. They don't like to, they don't like to go in there, but um, no, super cool. Anything else on that? No, not really. I'm excited. We'll see if it actually works. Like I said, opening, uh, opening days this weekend. So nice. if you guys are following me on Instagram, you'll for sure, hopefully see a nice big buck show up Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. We're actually, I'm taking Monday off. We do Monday too. And I'm going to consider you a failure another. if you don't come back with one. Just, well, I've been, you're not I've been invited back to the show. I've had the goose egg the last two years, so I, it's time for me to redeem myself. Come on, Uyghur. You can't. You don't come back. Just don't show up. Yeah, I will. Unless you got. <laughs> oh, well, I got the thing is, I'm going to bring you some jerky too if I uh, get yeah. with them. So that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be really good. Have some jerky and a cigar. That'd be pretty good. Okay. Exactly. Aaron last week tipped me off uh, when we were talking about um, lighting and we were talking about the Amazon Echo. And so I did pick up the Echo Flex uh, that that evening. I ordered and it came in. <clears throat> um, Amazon actually sent me two. So I was like, oh, sweet. really? Yeah. For One like 10 bucks, or, right? They're 10 How bucks. How much? Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 bucks. Like, it's not even worth anybody's time to, to, to even worry about it. But I thought, well, good. This will give me a chance to unbox it on the show. Cause I'd already unboxed the other one and put it in. And then this one came the next day. The, um, the cool thing about these little flex, if you look at them online and we look at them last week on the show, they look a lot bigger. Like you, you see them and you're like, um, Oh man, that's, that's, you know, I, I kind of thought it was maybe as wide as the, Outlet. as big as the outlet itself. Then you get this little tiny box, right? And so is it kind of like an apple brick? 
size-wise. Yeah, so you think okay, here's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it gives like you gives you some perspective on inside the inside the box. Yeah, it's still got a little bit of size to it, you know. And so you know, there it is, um, pretty small as as far as uh, the size. Um, it's got the plug on the bottom. They got a little. Um, I think it's proprietary. Little proprietary plug. They've got some accessories you can plug into the bottom of this thing, a light and some other stuff to get it done. There's a little, uh, you know, speaker comes out there. You wouldn't want to play music on this thing. Aaron called it. You just, you don't want to do that because uh, this doesn't have a great speaker in there. Microphones are up in top and it's got the standard push to activate, kind of the activate button. And then it's got a mute button on it. So plugged it in in the ceiling in the garage, had fully planned to activate the light. We'll come back to that. It was a disaster. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that. Okay, it was a disaster. I'll come back okay. to that here in a second. Plugged it in. Go to the Alexa app. Add, find. Uh, um, there's uh, there's a flex option to pick. Pair it, and you're done. Like it's just there's no too easy. Yeah, it's there's no. I mean, it was it was like it was easy. And, uh, and then you can do all the things you can talk to in commands. It'll turn on lights and stuff for you, whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever you normally do to have it. So the, the, the setup. So, uh, like Aaron said on the flex, if you need, and I'll have to find a spot for this, if you have a spot where you don't want a full echo and you're not mm-hmm. going to listen to music, you just want to have voice commands, uh, it has to have Wi-Fi. It has to be able to connect to your Wi-Fi, but, um, it goes just about anywhere and it doesn't require a grounded. This is the great thing. It doesn't require oh, yeah. a grounded plug. So you don't have to do put an adapter on it. If you're going to put it somewhere, it just works. Just I'm thinking of like, number one, a uh, garage is a good place, um, but a garage, you might want to speak or two, like a hallway be a really good yep, yep. spot to put it. Like we're, you're in passing where you're not yet in range of one of your room echoes, but you still may need one to turn on the bathroom lights or something like that. And the other, so I would probably put one, I know one place in the hallway that we're kind of in a dead zone of echoes hearing us, but we oftentimes, you know, actually the latest example was I wanted to set a timeout timer for my son as I'm dragging him to his room and I couldn't reach either echo yet. Um, but it, until we got into his room, the other spot for me would be like out on my patio. You know, I don't want a speaker that can get really ruined and a $10 thing that even if it got a little wet, you know, I'm not really too worried about it. But being able to activate all my patio lights outside with the voice um, could actually be a pretty good option. I might actually get one of those for my in-laws because they have that exact setup. They have a smart, like a TP-Link smart plug for all their exterior lights. And we're often sitting outside and someone's got to run in and hit the switch or get on their phone or do whatever. Um, that would be a good option. Yeah, we don't actually have one in the TV room. So this will probably go on the wall in yeah. the TV room, just available there. And then you, <clears throat> you don't have to have a screen. You don't have to have a camera. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a device. You can, it just can be something to control things that would yeah. be down there. So the idea had, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> sorry. The, the idea was I was going to plug this thing in, then I was going to install those neutral, not required switches downstairs or uh, in the, in oh, right. the outlets. Yeah. So I didn't really, I thought this is going to be easy. And I didn't really think too much about the wiring setup. So I, I, um, so I go take the light apart and realize those switches also have a capacitor that needs to be installed on the light side of things. And so like you have to. So really? You, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, it needs to store up some power on the other end of it because that's what the capacitor does, right? It stores up power for whatever reason. I think to keep the light switch on, I don't know. I don't know all the physics of the lighting. It's not important in this story. So it kind of is, but it's not. So I pull the light down and it's an old ceramic light fixture that's still got the old pull down thing. And I'm like, "Eh," and I start undoing some things and it falls apart in my hands. It's so old. So I'm like, crap. (laughs) All right, so I go to Menards. I pick up a new one. This one does not have the pull chain on it. It's just going to be a light switch. I go in, plug that in, get the capacitor thing installed, put that. And did it there. come with a capacitor? You had to go mm-hmm. figure it no, out. Okay. No, it came with one. Came with okay. one. So then I, uh, <laughs> so then I plug it into the, uh, or then I uh, unwire the switch and I put this thing and I plug it into the switch thing, and 
the way it is, there's a big fat box on the back end and there's the, the screws are on the side of it and you just unscrew it and then push the wire in and screw it back in. Super easy. Yeah. But they're right on the edge and it's a big fat box. Like, I mean, it barely fit in the side of that metal box. That's going to be important here in just a second <laughs> in the metal box. <laughs> so, I think I, can I guess where this is going? <laughs> so I go back in, I get it all wired. I go back in, I hit the breaker. Everything's good. I go out, I hit the switch and it's just enough to push that right up against the, the metal box. Woof, lets the genie out of the lamp. And I'm thinking, <laughs> all right, well, there's one down. Shoot. I just fried it. It's gone. Right. I just, yep. I just short circuited it. So then I take a second one. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to put it back in. I find my electrical tape. I'm I'm going to tape up the edges, right? If it's going to go back into this metal box, because it's in the garage. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to need to tape it. So I leave it out of the box to test it. And I realize all they've really done is set, they, they haven't, this hasn't been, it wasn't really wired right for what I was trying to do. And I don't, to be honest with you, I didn't. I was like, well, how would you wire this differently? Like I couldn't, at the end of the day, I could not, I was looking at it. I got super frustrated with it because it just wouldn't, it wouldn't really do what it needed to do. And I was worried too. I had, you know, it was touching the side. And so mm -hmm. I ended up like, okay, I'll figure this out another day. I am not gonna, uh, you know, I've already, and it was getting dark out there. You know, of course the, you have the lights off. So I have, I have a little flashlight here that I've got in my mouth, you know, trying to, try, trying to do things. So I ended up going to Menards and just buying one of those luminous regular switches, right? Just a regular switch that flips on and off that, but when you, but in the dark. does it need a neutral wire? It, 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 no. The ground? No, no, you just need, just need hot and, hot and uh, the white and the, well, the whatever. Yeah. Black and white is what was in there. And, um, now I have a, so you still can't, yeah, I still can't sell. So I have this thing. Here's the funny part. She's still in here. No, she left. So she goes, so the next day, Sarah, that's she goes, okay, so what's the right thing to say in the garage? <laughs> that was exactly, it. I was like, no, I told you I didn't get it. I didn't get the the smart switch in. Uh, it doesn't work. You just, the, the, the wake word is flip. Yeah. <laughs> flip <laughs> and the light comes on. So what I think I'm going to do is they make a Wi-Fi enabled um, socket that goes in between the light and the, and the screw in socket itself. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, super simple. They're like 20 bucks and it. And it means um, I don't have to mess with wiring again. Like I just, just one of those kinds of things like, ah, I should know more. I'm always in a hurry when I'm doing those kinds of things. Um, so I think uh, eventually here, I just haven't done it yet. I'm going to pick up one of those go-betweens. The, 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 the problem has been is there's no, like I wanted to, I didn't want a brand new app for these. Exactly. I, I had bought the Casa smart Wi-Fi plug light the other day. I so love those. The overhead, by the way, I, I can't, I can't recommend these fast enough. Me like, too. They're on sale everywhere. So you can get, I think I got a three pack for $21 and I needed one because we, the overhead light, I had a TP link H100 that just kind of quit working. Like it didn't, I tried to reset it. Didn't work. I, the phone just didn't work. But, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to get some, so I bought a three pack and, and w one of those is to go up there, but you know, again, packaging is important. So Literally, this is all. <laughs> this is all you get. There's a box and the device. Now it does have the ground on there. So, um, uh, in a, I took it out of the box, plugged the light into it, plugged it in. The light in the corner comes on and starts flashing. You open the Casa app. You go add, find, find it in the Wi-Fi. Hit it. It's done. Like. That again, I've been doing this now for, I don't know, five or six years. Every year just gets a little bit easier on these things. It was super easy to set up this, you know, Wi-Fi enabled if you needed. It's got a little switch on the end if you need to manually turn it on and off. Um, I didn't even have to. It was in a pairing mode 
the second it came out of the box, which is super smart, right? Yep. So I bought three. One replaced the light. I can now tell the lady to turn on and off the overhead light. This will be the Christmas tree because I took the old Christmas tree light from years ago, installed it somewhere else in the house, right? So this will be for the Christmas tree this year. And then I have an extra one just in case we have a need that comes up. We want to put another light on there. But these Casa, they're everywhere. You do not need to look far and wide. Super easy to set up. Super cheap. Work right with A-Lady and Google. Yep, those yeah. are the ones that I use when I was talking about my ham radio where I have the RFI devices that are causing RFI. Each of the devices that are offenders are plugged into one of those. And I just, and then I group them in a lady in the app. And then I just say, turn off the RFI devices. And she turns off those three switches together. So here's one question though. Did you think about, and, and actually um, Andrew brought this up in the chat, just using a Wi-Fi bulb for that up for that garage. Um, so I'd had a Govi light in there that was motion sensitive, but um, that's the one Ed talked me into buying that LED. I showed it last week. It's the LED that's got the fan. That's right. Because you wanted a really good LED. I wanted a really bright light in there. Oh, it's, that dude, makes sense. It's, it's, it's sun brightness in there. Now, <laughs> we turned it on. It was like, whoa. Like, that was Sarah's response to the light. The rest like, of the neighborhood whoa. goes dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's bright. I'm like, yeah, now you could you could actually work in here. I mean, it makes a good, bright, working workshop kind of light. I think it was 20 or $25, something like that. I think it was 30 and there was a $10 coupon or something. Uh, pretty inexpensive. So yeah, um, yeah, I just, I need to find the right, the right adapter. I, I, if, if Casa made, if Casa made one of those, I'd have just bought it. Cause I, but I don't, I don't want another app. This is the thing. Like I yeah. don't, but really, I've never even, I have like so many apps, but you never have to use them as long as you tie them all together with. Yeah, we have to like set it up on Google. the app once. Yeah. I mean, usually yeah, you use the app once. to set yep. it up. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, That's right. The, the app that, the the one I was looking at had a weird Chinese app associated with it. I was just like. Those, yeah, you're right. Those are a little funky. Uh, I don't know. Those plugs or those um, switches did as well. They were the same company. That kind of freaked me out a little bit too, just to be honest. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to put the switches in there. They're the same Chinese company that, you know, so it's just kind of like, uh, um, so I, I think that's the route I'm going on. Uh, I'm going to do for that is uh, get that adapter, make it work that way. I've got the plugs covered, which is super cool. Um, and then Mike, one more thing, cause it's, it's Christmas time. Well, not really, but it's getting close. We celebrate Christmas. I, I alluded to this last week with Aaron. Oh, real Go quick ahead. though. Can I talk about one more thing about the lights we never yeah, mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. is um, cost. You know, so I just realized when we moved in, we had done a lot of LED except for in our kitchen. In our kitchen, we have nine canned lights. Well, so those are 65 watt floods and they're all running through one switch. And I've noticed that switch, the dimmer gets super hot on the wall. Well, I did the math. That's 585 watts when my kitchen lights are on, which wow. is a, because that's nine times 65, right? I, I think I'm doing the math right. 65 watt light bulb. Um, that's a lot of power and kitchen lights are something that are on a lot in our house because it's the main, like our house is a very open concept. So the kitchen lights are on quite a bit. Well, I just swapped all those out for 65 watt equivalent LEDs, which only pull 10 watts. So instead of pulling 585 watts whenever the kitchen light, it's only pulling 90 now. That light switch is cool and crisp now, but I'm excited to see my power bill. Like I hope I see a dip because I mean, oh, that's... You should. 585 watts running continuously around here, except for at night, uh, compared to 90. Hopefully, I see a pretty good dip there. Yeah. So, sorry, I just want to mention yeah. we always skip over kind of the cost savings because everyone we always kind of take it for granted. But in a spot where you have a lot of incandescence, like a chandelier or a kitchen, wherever you have those, it can be a big cost saver. I'm not sure I have a incandescent left in the house. Maybe in some of the maybe in a chandelier or two. Here in the house. Yeah, I think those were well, my last. Know, those are my last ones. Like everything else for me, we in our guest bathroom actually we have because yeah. it's that old style where they all face forward. It would kind of look weird with LEDs in there. We had some old ceiling fans that had incandescent lights in them that I just replaced. I replaced all the ceiling fans in the house this summer, and went completely. Um, I didn't go Wi-Fi, but I did go every every one of them has a remote and they're all LED, and they're all super efficient and. I think I got rid of, 
think I got rid of as I look around. I think I got rid of the last of the incandescent lights. So I have a few fluorescents. The studio lights are fluorescent. Those will, I've been just waiting for them to go out. There's no sense in changing those now at this point. Um, the LED will give me some ability to change their colors a little bit if I want to do it that way, but right. uh, they work for now. So pretty cool. Um, Mike, as a kid, we had, and I think this is a perfect like gadget geek thing. Um, as a kid, we had this thing during Christmas time called an advent calendar. Are you familiar? Have you ever done an advent oh, calendar? We do. Yes, we're big yeah. into those. Our boys yeah. love them. And um, when I was a kid, you'd buy them. And I forget, they'd have little tiny things in them, right? Chocolates I, I, usually were ours. Like a little yeah. tiny shot, you'd open it and be a piece of candy or something. Candy. But, but somehow, like the perfect mix of nerdery and and movies have all come together. And now you can buy Lego Star Wars, which is really Disney. Um, advent calendars. And for the last couple of years, we've been trying to get our hands on these. And usually it's been a little late. I've, I've been late in getting them. And of course they're all sold out. They only make so many cause they don't want to get caught. Are they already yeah. sold out? I don't know. You might want to check. I bought mine on Amazon. So this okay. is, um, this is at the Disney store, but I definitely, they're 39, they're 40 bucks. So not Ooh. cheap no, not at cheap. Disney. I got mine for 29 on Amazon. So you might want to you might want to check that out if if you want to do it. But I thought it'd be fun this year. We like I said, we've done this with a Lego in the past. But I just thought, man, gosh, this would be sure fun to have these. I have both my kids home during the you know my Marine son is home. My daughter will be home during the month of December. And I just thought it'd be fun to kind of mix all that stuff together. Uh, my son then, as soon as this came in, he saw it. He went out and bought the Harry Potter version. There's a Harry Potter's got one of these as well that you could buy. So we actually have two in the house this year. So did you find it on Amazon? I did. I did. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, they had Harry Potter. Um, let's see, kind of like the Lego City. Still oh, available? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it starts December first. Free right? shipping. You open, them, you you open them. I think you start opening them December first. We had all kinds of versions that the kids would use. And I think they were Lego even back in the day. They'd have little Lego characters and we Santa. And this one's got a, it's got Darth Vader wearing a Christmas sweater, which is super cool. You get the Millennium Falcon, you get a red colored um, uh, stormtrooper. Ooh, you got a good deal because the, the one you're talking about, the Star Wars one is $62 right now. no. Yeah, on Amazon. Can't really. 29 for Harry Potter. Wow. 50 for all the other ones. Well, then you want to head over to, yeah, then I must have got them. I must have got them right on time because I I paid. Let's look. Let's go to the Amazon app and see orders. I'm actually um, going to get this for my wife. Yeah. She loves Harry Potter. Ooh, well, don't, don't tell her, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Shh, don't tell <laughs> Hannah. Um, yeah, twenty nine ninety seven is what I paid. Your, um, That's how much the Harry, Harry Potter one is. But all the other ones are sixty bucks. Ooh, one or only fifty one, bucks. Only one left in stock. Order soon is what it tells me. That's here. what it tells me too okay. on the Lego one. Yeah, yeah. You got to kind of you got to get the sweet spot on these. It, I think first of November is the time you you kind of start looking for them. There. Here we'll bring these back up on screen. That's it on on um, a three hundred and eleven pieces. They're little tiny pieces. But we we have a good time for for us. That's just such a good, it's such a good Christmas tradition to to have that. And it kind of mixes it all together. One one year the kids the kids love to get Legos for a lot of years, and then they would spend all Christmas Day putting those, you know, kind of putting those Legos together. And so having the Lego Advent calendars was kind of fun. And then they would make. They would take all the things we got in the advent calendar and make something, make a one big thing out of it. One year, I think Phil made Santa riding like a speeder, and he had like a knife and a gun and a, <laughs> and like a flamethrower. And yeah, Lego creativity. Yeah, my boys are super into Legos right now. I love it. I love watching them. What all the things they make. Murderous Santa uh, out there. So good times. Um, you, what's your tradition? So if you're listening on YouTube, leave those in the comments below. Love to have you. What, what do you guys do? If you're listening in chat, put them in there right now. It's a good opportunity. Um, Mike, do you guys have any other, any, have you established like Christmas traditions that 
you do around the holidays? No, not to. We do the advent calendar. The boys love that. Uh, the hard part with two boys, 14 months apart, just, you know, four and three, essentially, you need to double up. You need to. You can't just have them share one thing out of there. It's not going to work. So uh, that's why I, I was like, ooh, this Lego thing are cool, but 100 bucks would be a lot for two advent uh yeah, calendars for them. 40s even but, I, I if it had been 40 i'd have been kind of like uh, yeah but know. uh but no we you know we love to spend we usually try and hit every family this year it's gonna be really difficult i don't think we will we'll probably see our direct you know our parents but that's about it obviously not gonna get all the in-laws together or anything like that so um yeah but we we love the holidays it's my wife's favorite time of the year she absolutely loves it uh, Sherwin in the chat room says, just bought the, oh, the Bugatti, Bugatti yeah. Lego set from Amazon this morning. Um, I think that's these, is that, did I get it right? Oh, that looks cool. These, these cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, those are pricey. Yeah, well, that one, this one's not, but this is the small one. Uh, I think the Lego version. Yeah. Let's see if we can get so 340 bucks. Oh, I clicked on it twice. <laughs> My internet connection must be a little slow. It's trying to fake me out. Yeah, three forty on that. But you, um, I imagine it take you a while. Um, he says a large one to keep an ill friend occupied in the hospital. Hope he likes it. Yeah, that is sweet. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, That's such a good idea for someone who's in the hospital. It's a perfect yeah, idea. Yeah. You, years ago, um, now my son, we were. We were out skiing. My son ran into a tree and and took a broke his helmet and broke his head and his face. We spent oh about two weeks in Denver uh, while he was in surgical ICU. We weren't sure, you know, and those, he had brain swelling, and so we weren't sure um, if he's going to have brain damage. And so mm-hmm. they had work had put Gallup my friends at work had put together some care packages and they actually brought two big boxes. Sarah brought these back of magazines. We thought we were going to be in Denver for like three months. It was so bad. So magazines and comics and they put some Legos in there, which were super helpful. And uh, so he enjoyed the weekend, the one weekend he spent in, in, um, in uh, physical therapy. Yeah. Okay. He'd gone, you know, he, he, um, they didn't have to do surgery, which was great. And then he went, he was in recovery for three or four days. And then he went into, uh, he went into the, um, physical therapy and they thought, okay, this would be three weeks. And by Monday he was, they were like, I think he can go home pretty quick here. He just healed so fast. It was such a miracle, but, um, that he did Legos all weekend. And so it's great. That's one of those great things that you can you can take, I think, for especially for kids, uh, that kind of stuff keeps them keeps them active. I, I Definitely, don't know. yeah. My kids love them; they love doing them. We um, we started, and it's just actually at theaverageguy.tv. We we of course grill, you know, for the last ten years for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. We've grilled turkeys, and that that recipe has evolved over the years. You know, we used to just do a bacon wrap. Now we do a bacon weave. I think after the last couple chickens that I've done on the grill, instead of wrapping them, I would wrap them in tinfoil and cook them that way. And they were great. Don't get me wrong. They were great. It's never crisp up on the, on the outside that way this year. I think I'm going to leave it open in the pan, keep it at 225, let it go for eight or nine hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might start that one overnight, you know, and, and that way it's done in the morning, kind of check it once or I'm up, I'm up, you know, going to the bathroom anyways, a couple of <laughs> times a night. So, um, <laughs> You know, just check it when I get up kind of thing and have it ready for uh, for Thanksgiving morning. Then wrap it, put it in the cooler. It's ready. Then I don't have to be worried about that bird on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So mm-hmm. those have been some of our traditions uh, just over, over the years. It changes where the tree goes, where we put it. It was fun the year we started using where you could say, hey, lady, turn on the Christmas tree. Whoop. That was fantastic. We do the same thing with the same plug too. Oh yeah. 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 That was, that was fantastic. That was actually one of the very first plugs, Wi-Fi enabled plugs that I owned as I bought to, and I think I spent 35 or 40 bucks on it when it, when those were first done. What's the running right now? Seven. You, seven. seven. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I think if you can get them for five, um, you, you're, you're in pretty good, 
you're in pretty good shape. Um, yeah, the uh, it can get a little expensive. Some of these, some of those, I think that car I was just showing is 500 in Australia. We're, we were giving um, Aaron a hard time last week about the Canadian tax. Uh, Justin says, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. love the Australia tax. That's true. Um, so hopefully you are uh, getting ready, getting ready for Christmas. Don't buy too many things for yourself. Like I know you're listening to this and I don't know about you, Mike, but it's just, you know, it's too easy to just, uh, we, we have a family spreadsheet that we use. That's like Christmas lists. So everybody has their own tab. And we use Google uh, Sheets for that, and everybody has their own tab. And I started so today. I was filling it out. I'm like, I don't really need anything. I'm the same way. I'm so bad because I just like if I need it during the year, I just buy it, and then it's it. Yeah, makes my wife mad. She's like, I never want to get you because you just buy yourself whatever you need. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, it was Veterans Day this week, and uh, and uh, kind of wearing the veterans gear uh, from the NFL. My 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 wife got me this for last year, you know, the the green one, the dark green one as well from the Kansas City Chiefs. But we want to say thank you to all the veterans who've served and who are listeners. If you've served in any of the uh, any of the armed forces, and you know what, Mike, let's just make this global because, like, you know. It, that's a big deal here in the United States, but you know, we, we know military service is a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that cause I, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just about to say, we got to thank you too, Jim. Spent five and a half years uh, uh, doing that. I have a son, uh, two brothers, my dad, who was a, who was a combat veteran, um, couple purple hearts in the process, which means he was wounded uh, in combat. And then uh, all kinds of nieces and nephews that have done that as well. But if you're, if you've served in any type of uh, armed forces, you know, let's just add, and there's probably other times for this, but if you're a first responder or you're part of the uh, some kind of police, that's also, that's been an area that's kind of taken it on the chin <laughs> during mm-hmm. the pandemic. That's definitely taken on the chin and all the things that have been going on. We appreciate your service and all the things that you do, uh, whether that's here in the United States or around the world. Thanks for all that you do. And, and of course, Thanks for listening to Home Gadget Geeks, Mike. I think anything else you want to throw in there before we wrap it? I think it's a great episode. No, it's a wrap. Right. A couple reminders before we go. One, uh, don't forget if you need a website, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash hover. Get your process started there. $2 off your first domain. Great domain hosting and uh, and just really easy to use their site, theaverageguy.tv slash hover. While you're at it, head out to maplegrovepartners.com. Sign up for one of Christian's plans. He'll get you set up. This is one of those things that even if you're paying $10 or less today, you should just migrate it. So you should get a hold of Christian and be like, hey, it's 10 bucks. Migrate what you have because it's just so much better uh, over there on Maple Grove Partners. So get uh, secure, rely- secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Of course, that's Christian. MapleGrovePartners.com, theaverageguy.tv slash hover. Get that uh, done today. And uh, I don't think like I, besides HelloFresh, that's that's a lock. That's a lead pipe lock uh, for me. And so um, I'll get that done. Let's see. Is there anything else I need to? If you're interested in uh, giving us some feedback, you got some things you want us to cover or talk about on the show, send me an email, Jim at the average guy dot TV. And then don't forget December 3rd, Thursday, December 3rd, big party, 10 year anniversary. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun show. Andrew Morris is coming back. Christian Johnson's coming on. Mike will be here. I'll be here. Spend a little time talking about ten years of home gadget geeks and remember when the whole show won't be that, but we'll just have some fun fun together talking about some current news and some things that are going on around Christmas. So join us December tenth. No, that's not the right December third. <laughs> Beer start getting it's starting to get to me now. And uh, we'd love to have you out for the show. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you, veterans. We will be back next week. I think Chris Nessie is with us. We'll get a little bit of update on what's going on in his world with education and COVID and all those. I mean, maybe another check-in. I thought, Mike, when we checked in with the guys earlier or at the end of the summer, you know, things had kind of settled in a little bit. And since then things have started spiking again. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll have some, it feels a little different though, doesn't it? Like this spike doesn't quite feel like the first spike. Well, and 
I've been I've been careful to say this because I don't want to get people thinking this way, but I think a lot of it, at least in the Midwest, has been before a lot of us didn't know anyone who had had it. Um, and I think there is some there's a lot of death happening, which is so sad. But I think a lot of us, the people we know, I think a lot of people know people who are all asymptomatic. You know, all the people I know, I'm blessed I don't know anyone who has passed away from this, um, have been asymptomatic. I think that gets people in the wrong mindset of, oh, like, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, all of my friends I know, it's a big spike. And no, you know, all my friends have been okay. Uh, I think it's kind of a dangerous mindset, but I think that might have led to the cause of a lot of the partying going on still. Like, yeah. it's sad when you drive around, you see bars that are packed and no one wearing masks. And I think it just kind of people got into a, a weird mindset with it. Yeah. Well, history will tell. And yeah. last last Wednesday when we were doing the show, we didn't know who was going to be our president. I'm not sure we still know. I mean, we kind of <laughs> know, but we? I think we know. Uh, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Hey, uh, before I forget, and we'll mention this starting next week a little bit more, but uh, if you made it this far, you're the most engaged listener and you have the best opportunity to actually do this for me. For the 10-year anniversary show, I'd love you to call in and leave a message. Just tell me a little bit about what what how Home Gadget Geeks has worked for you. How do you listen to it? What's been helpful? What have you enjoyed the most? Those kinds of things. And I've made a really easy way for you to do it. Okay, so go to homegadgetgeeks.com. And in the bottom right-hand corner, it's just a little microphone button. Click it and leave a 30-second message. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's all you're going to get. It's only 30 seconds. It's not hard. doesn't go on forever. It's just 30 seconds. And love to hear from you. Yeah, it's kind of cool, Mike. The uh, pod page does that for us. And, uh, and they have a built-in. Cool. So homegadgetgeeks.com, pod page, bottom right-hand corner. Leave us a message. Love to hear how you're listening to Home Gadget Geeks or what you've appreciated about it. We'll play those live during the 10 year anniversary party. And I'd appreciate you guys doing that. We are live every Thursday, 8 PM central nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv slash live Chris next week, Sammy is we're on Friday. Don't forget it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. So Sammy will be on with me Friday. We're going to talk about what it's like to be in a college newsroom during a major election. Mm. So like straight from her, and it was stressful. Now, they cover both. They don't cover much national. So it's a lot of local. But you better believe their eyes were on the national news as all that stuff was happening. But she so, had to be there for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to get any results. She was stressed. I bet. She was stressed. When she came home on Friday, she was pretty stressed out. So uh, she'll be coming uh, the Friday. We're not live that Thursday because that's Thanksgiving. Friday afterwards, same time, 8 p.m. Central. Sammy will be here. She'll actually be out of school for the semester because, Mike, they're getting out after yeah, Thanksgiving really. and they're not going back. Yeah. COVID, right? They're just like, yeah, why Why send everybody home to get all COVID up? Exactly. And bring them all back. And then mix them all up again and then send them all home again. So yeah. I think that's going to be something that's probably going to stick around for a while. If you're in the, um, if you're listening live, thanks for coming out. Appreciate you guys and appreciate you staying through the whole show. If you've never joined us live, you should. TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. 8 p.m. Central on Thursdays. Love to have you join us. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.